Hi, I'm Nicole. Sarah. Hillary. And we're the hosts of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Each month, we sit down with a guest to watch movies that are 20 years or older. And see how they hold up to today's modern feminist lens. Why do mermaids have such low self-esteem? Why is it so funny when men take care of babies? What exactly did Jenny die of in Love Story? These are the kind of hard questions we ask ourselves on the Feminine Mistake Podcast. The Feminine Mistake Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Do you guys think that was okay? Yeah, I don't know. We sounded kind of shrill. Really? Yeah, women's voices are just so grating on the radio. Yeah. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard those guys over at the Nerdist or last podcast on the left? I mean, they're just biologically more funny than we are. So true. Hey, y'all, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends gorge themselves on romance novels and then break them down for you each week. This week, we're finishing up The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Get ready for strawberries, wedding drama, and Melody's life motto. Let's jump in. Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you, Maren? (laughs) Good. Yeah. We've decided just to start because we can't, we don't know any banter to start with. <laughs> we can't week. figure our lives out this week. No. We can find some. Um, I'm embracing my Slytherin-ness. Oh, you know what? Okay, great. You're embracing your th- Slytherin-ness. How? Weirdly, the perfect storm of Harry Potter houses happened this week because we had that discussion because I was thinking about Gammons and, and Bexley's. And then for some reason, like the, the Penny Reed... Sharks of Awesome blew up with people talking about their Hogwarts houses, too. Like, at the same time, it was yeah. like a weird coincidence. And I think the the Sharks of Awesome is where I got those um, awesome descriptors yeah, of the houses. Did. Yeah, that I sent you. They're so good. Yeah. We'll have to post those on somewhere. So after we recorded the podcast last week, Melody sent me these, like, long-form poetic descriptions of the Hogwarts houses that were on the Sharks of Awesome Facebook group. And I, I realize I'm definitely you're, a Slytherin. Absolutely. There is no question. There is no denying it. You are completely a Slytherin. The only thing on the Ravenclaw one. The Ravenclaw one, like, literally, I tried so hard to embrace it. And it literally made my insides go, like, there's yeah, nothing Aaron, in there I like. You're not, not winter. No. The only thing that I thought might be something that you would relate to is like towards the end where it was like you know don't get on their bad side because once you are like they you're done they will cut you it's over they will sever ties they will defend their own they will be there for the people they love and if you are not one of those people it's it's over (laughs) the rest of it was like ravenclaw is is staying up late to study like ravenclaw is standing up for what you believe in like all these positive things i love that of the list the only thing that you're like Oh, yeah, that's Aaron was oh, the shut one up. that's like, they will cut you, though. <laughs> no, but all of the all of the Slytherin positive ones, I oh, completely man. agreed with. But none of the Me other too. ones fit. Yeah. You know, it's I, true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's like that text I sent me that was like, but I'm not racist or elitist oh, or yeah. mean. Except right. for sometimes I mean <laughs> the other things. I don't well, and think then I am. the the only thing like we have to post our text exchange on 
uh, Insta or somewhere where I was like, <laughs> where I was like, oh, no, you said, um, but the Slytherins left. They they bailed on Hogwarts during the Battle of Hogwarts. And I was like, yeah, Aaron, you yeah. would have defected by then. You would have either gone to your Ravenclaw brethren or you would have already been on my Hufflepuff trundle bed. <laughs> like you would no not way. be with them. I you would have been on your trundle Hogwarts. bed. No, I would never have defected my house, though. No, once you choose, that's it. You're done. You're in. Like no, you, you can't know what I mean. House. You would have been like, "Hey, bitches, you're not staying. I'm staying." Like, okay, I know. may have been on your Hufflepuff trundle trundle bed, but I would have still been wearing my colors because that's of course. There's that's that's awful. Can you think of just being like, "Oh, I'm going to pretend to be a different house right now"? No. Oh, of course not. That's not what I meant. Huh. Okay. Also, yeah. can we talk okay. about one of the greatest injustices of my being a Hufflepuff? Uh, that you look terrible in yellow. Oh, yeah. I look <laughs> so bad in yellow. I would never attempt to put a yellow scarf on you, Aaron. That would be absolute <laughs> tragedy. Only I have to have to uh, carry that cross, if you will. I love yellow. <sighs> Yellow's my favorite color. I have a yellow I know engagement ring. I know. I know it's your favorite color. But if it doesn't go with your coloring, like mine... Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It just washes well, I don't me look out. good in it. It's just my favorite color. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing is that all the candles, all the scented candles that are like Hufflepuffian mm-hmm. generally are vanilla based and like, mm. oh, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. like vanilla we or vanilla. <laughs> or if you something. haven't listened to hate to want you yet, Aaron and Melody hate <laughs> vanilla. They hate vanilla. Whereas yeah. Slytherin candles are clove. And oh, so good. And fall. The best candles. And we high have the boots. best everything. I'm oh, so I don't know about that. proud mm. of being a Slytherin now. I didn't. before. <laughs> one week ago, I was troubled by the fact that I might test Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And now it's and my now. whole thing. Yeah, you're just embracing it. You're just living yeah. your life. I dig it. Like that horrible coffee pot meme I sent you this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forget who posted that. Oh. But it was it was a mutual friend of ours. And I just looked at it and I was like, so there, it's like it's like a little drawing of a coffee pot. I don't know why. We and can post says, this as well. Yeah, it says your worth is not measured by your productivity. <laughs> and I looked at it and I just became so enraged because I'm like. She was like indignant. <laughs> what else would it be measured by? Smiles? Like, what? Yes, kindness, Aaron. Generosity. Yeah, yeah when I thought about it a love. little bit. <laughs> but still, that's not what, those are just qualities. That's not what your worth is measured by. Oh, man. By. Meanwhile, Aaron, the, the idea that somebody would measure my worth by my productivity actually makes me break out in hives. <laughs> That's like, what you said. <laughs> we are so opposite on this. I I just had a severe stress reaction to that notion. <laughs> Whereas I, I have a stress reaction the other way. Yeah. That like I might be the most productive one and then somebody else gets the whatever because like they're nice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It is really uh, hilarious because you and Michael are completely the same person in so many ways. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why you love me so much. It's true. It's true. You're Michael with a vagina. Meanwhile, did I tell Ooh. you that that Tanya, um, Tanya the other day, a while ago, somebody was listening to the podcast. Oh, no. Somebody was listening to Michael's podcast who didn't know me or him like Tanya got him into it. 
And he was like, yeah, Michael said that he had a partner so much that I just assumed he had a, a man dude gay partner. Mm-hmm. And Tanya yeah. was like, so I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, actually, he basically does because I'm essentially a dude except I have a vagina. <laughs> and she was like, that's exactly what I told him. I was like, she would think that is the biggest compliment because really the only thing that's wrong with my marriage is that Michael's not gay enough. You know what I mean? He's such a straight dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just a gay man. I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I dated enough gay men in my adolescence oh, yeah, I, that... Hilariously, I'm never... I mean, maybe thankfully is a better word for it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually... I've never ever... I have the best gaydar and I'm never confused about it. I'm like, oh, oh he's not into me. She's not into me. <laughs> like, whatever. When I was like a straight up child, like like six years old, like real little, I had a figure skating boyfriend named mm. Owen. Ooh. And we were like six or seven. And he was like, I have to break up with you because I'm gay. Like, I remember being like <laughs> oh six God. years old and being like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that tracks. And then that just set the precedent for many more figure skating boyfriends. Like, why didn't I learn? Like, yeah, they chose figure skating. Why figure would they skating. choose vaginas? Anyway. Yeah, never I mean, been not into that it's a choice. Wear. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like, <laughs> yeah. you know, duh. Duh, Aaron, duh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and then one more thing I want to mention before we get into it again oh, yeah. is, you know how there's the sharks? Yes. There's the flamethrowers for Sally Thorne, I figured out yep. between last episode and this one. So if you oh, yeah. I joined like that this shit. book, go be a flamethrower on Facebook. It's called Sally Thorne's Flamethrowers, and it's a rowdy little group that you're going to like. And if there's any flamethrowers out there, sup? Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to be one of you now. Yeah. And can I just say, I'm really glad they're called the flamethrowers because A, it's such a wonderful characteristic about this protagonist. But B, I'm already a flamethrower. Like a strong red lip is my thing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Melody loves a strong red lip. Oh, boy, do I. Yeah. All, All right. right. Okay. So when we okay. last left off, Aaron, do you recall we had. Yeah, Lucy's sick. Lucy is She's at super her sick. She has failed at hydration. She is one of the worst hydrators <laughs> I think I've seen in a romance novel so far. Bitch had Besides, a virus. Also, Beauty and the Mustache had a pretty terrible hydrator as well. Uh, we haven't talked about that book, but she did not hydrate. She passed out like every five minutes. So Lucy, second place, terrible hydrator. Fair. Is very sick. Yeah, and Joshua, Joshua has taken her home. She has gotten into her sleepy saurus t-shirt and sleep shorts passed out intermittently she's waking up and he's holding the the giant tupperware that she uses to bring cakes and cupcakes into the office as like Mm -hmm. a barf bucket for her and Uh he we last episode we already talked about um when she started strangling him and she saw him smile and laugh for the first time and it, and it was open the glorious. earth and she's going to remember it forever. And uh, I read that whole passage. Okay, so that's where we left off. The next thing that happens is she wakes up and there's a doctor there, uh-huh. a house call doctor in sweatpants. <laughs> and my who favorite looks a thing. Lot, hmm. 
sorry. She's so delirious that she she jumps into Joshua's lap and she's like, no, no, don't let them take me. Because in her in her fevered delirium, she absolutely cannot handle her life. Wait, have I told you about one of the times my dad got really sick? No. Okay. It's ultimately a sad story, but this one part is so deliciously wonderful that it like keeps me warm at night. So he has a really high fever. We're sitting in the hospital room. Um, I'm waiting for like doctors to come in and out because it's the ER and like you wait forever. Um, And so he's laying there shivering and I'm snuggled up next to him trying to keep him warm, even though he has a fever. I was young. And Mm -hmm. um and he goes, he was just like Lucy, which yes. is like, you've got a fever. And she was like, no, cold. cold. I'm cold. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm snuggled up next to him and he goes, all right, Maddie, you got to grab all of the less aggressive furniture in the room. We're going <laughs> to pile it up and we're going to burn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the least aggressive furniture. <laughs> Yep. What would that even be in a hospital room? All the furniture in there is so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive, right? And it's all like metal and, and not flammable. Oh, Papa Bear. He was so sick. Oh, <laughs> He's had a lot of other uh, fevered shit, but that was that's really what sticks in my brain. Well, the million dollar question is like, mm-hmm. did you gather any of the furniture to appease him? <laughs> I got up and I pushed the chairs together and he was like, that's going to make a great fire. <laughs> classic hospital chairs yeah oh man so that sorry there's a doctor here and um (laughs) what sorry it's a story i can't it's too weird uh are you sure well so david and i were in the er last week it's not important why but we were in the ER, and every time one of us is in an er room which (laughs) happens surprisingly often (laughs) i was gonna say um, but like every time we we play a game because you wait forever every time you're in the ER, yeah. like you wait forever in that room, and like sometimes there's a TV, but sometimes there's not. And we play Find the Blood. <laughs> oh no, that's amazing! Because <laughs> so, it's you know a lot of blood sprays everywhere in those rooms, that's and it's right. impossible to clean it all up. Like mm-hmm. and so. The orderlies work really hard. It's like I spy. Yeah, it's like I spy, (laughs) only it's find the blood. And anyway, I just, I was just thinking about how we played find the blood last week. It was super fun. I love that. Yeah. All right. So there's this doctor and he's tall and handsome. And Lucy, after she, um, after she jumps into Josh's lap is like, you're good looking. <laughs> and then Josh immediately <laughs> yeah. like puts a vice grip around her shoulders, like mine. <laughs> mine. And then it's super cute. Well, no, he, he also says she must be really, really delirious. Like, don't yeah. listen to what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so she figures out that they're brothers, and it's super cute because she tries to get like embarrassing stories out of his brother. And then finally she's like, you mm-hmm. know what? Actually, I'm sorry, guys, you're right. Josh is more attractive. <laughs> and he uh-huh. like yeah. at that point he relaxes a little bit. So um then she overhears the conversation. Yeah. So after he's all done with her, um, and after she's thoroughly sussed out that Josh is better looking and told both of them. Um, <laughs> 
they go outside in the other room and Lucy like sneaks up so she can hear what they're saying because she's a little creep. Like this is an ongoing trend. Lucy is a creeper and I cannot Uh co-sign hard enough. Um, (laughs) So he's saying to Joshua, I forget the brother's name. Tom? Thomas? Patrick? Patrick. Patrick. Yep. Yeah. So Patrick's like, were you ever going to? RSVP to the wedding because it's my wedding so you're gonna need to be there and Joshua is very um I don't know he's just not having it he doesn't really want to commit either way and Patrick's like well I would assume that you'd bring Lucy so I'm just gonna say yes I'm gonna put the RSVP down as yes and plus one all right great can't Mm -hmm. wait like whatever and he alludes to something that's a little wonky he's like Mindy, Patrick's fiance, thinks that there's now some sort of feud that that's in the family for some reason. Uh-huh. I mean, you called this right away, right? Like Yes. This was completely. so clear what was happening. Yeah. It frustrated me that Lucy took so long. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I was like, come on, Luce. Anyway. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. So, so then, he's going to the wedding. Yeah, and then the rest of the night is just spent um with like every once in a while she'll wake up and he's in her bed or he's like tidied her house up. It's very cute. So the next morning she wakes up and she is completely mortified and starts freaking out. Uh-huh. Because she has mascara all over her face and she looks like a crazy raccoon person. Uh-huh. And she notices that she notices during the night that she was in a red tank top that she didn't know she got into. And then when yes. she wakes up, she realizes that she's in another shirt that she has uh-huh. no idea how she got into. And meanwhile, she's wearing like the worst beige bra ever. Like I own this this bra and it is not for public consumption or <laughs> private consumption either. Like nobody should see these bras and her low-key crush has has seen it all uh-huh. so she's freaking out she comes out and um basically just like kicks him out she's just like i can't handle this like you need don't worry i'll be fine you need to go and she tells him not to use any of this against her in the mm-hmm. interviews and yeah. he's like oh come the fuck on lucinda like, yeah. me knowing the consistency of your vomit is going to help me in the interviews. Get out of here. <laughs> so she's he leaves. so mean to him. I mean, he's mean to her. But, like, when it becomes clear that he's super crazy in love with her, she's such an asshole to him. <laughs> I it's know. the worst. Well, and frankly, he loves it. Yeah, I know. But, like, he just took care of her for, like, three days. He brought a doctor no, in. He it caught was her one vomit. night. It was one Whatever. night. Whatever. You know, there was at least one night he slept over. That's it. That's it. And then because that was the Friday. This whole thing was one night. One night. Yep. That was Friday into Saturday morning. She kicks him out Saturday morning. Then she says she spends the rest of the weekend like sulking and freaking out and beating herself up. Oh, my God. You're right. Because the more she remembers about how she acted and and how he took care of her, the worse she feels about her freak out. I was just thinking like he changed her so many times. Oh, yeah. Like all these wake ups and fall asleeps. I don't know. Anyway, he changes her bed sheets at some point it's yeah. so sweet he cleans her fucking apartment like, yeah he cleans I her mean, apartment for that's her more of a nervous tick than anything else sure but it's nice <laughs> it i mean wouldn't you, wouldn't you like just i would fucking up? love that yeah but anyway and then she's like get out 
Don't use it against me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so mean. Okay. Yeah. So then Monday morning rolls around. She's gotten up really early because she's super nervous and she's trying to kill time on a Smurf website. But then she gets a call uh, and it's Danny. This fucking creeper Mm. is at her front door and he's like, hey, listen, I know I don't work there anymore, but like, do you want to ride into work? (laughs) She's like, uh... Yeah, yeah, sure. That's like a I really guess. Weird, weird, super weird. I mean, he has to go to work for something, like to get his stuff or something. A letter of recommendation, but yeah, so that he's can happen going at any there. point. But not at yeah, six thirty still... in the GD morning. Yeah, right. Like that's weird, right? Yeah, this is Danny is a douche part two. Are you ready? He shows mm-hmm. up because he is peeing in a circle around her. Joshua spent mm-hmm. all weekend. He mentions that Joshua spent the night basically either screening him or answering and being like, stop fucking calling. Answering. I'm busy. So he shows up on Monday morning so that he can act like they might have seen each other over the weekend and or spent the night so that he can walk in to work. He he deposits her at her desk. Oh, I'm sorry. Then we have to talk about Danny is a douchebag part three, right? Because she comes <laughs> down. <laughs> I hate this guy. She comes down. I know, down. but like with, with such fury, like with Venom. an Aaron Fury is how much you oh, hate yeah. him. And I, so I much just hate. didn't, it didn't make me so mad. Anyway, Don't go, worry. go, go. You're going to get on board as soon as I keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm not, not on board. Okay, go. <laughs> so she comes Let's down. Do she's really washed out and pale and she looks like awful because she's been violently ill all weekend and probably hasn't been able to keep much down. So she comes down and he like does a grossed out double take he's like he like grimaces a little bit at her at how she looks and uh, i am not here for it and then so she goes to the corner store to get joshua a little thank you gift and oh he shows up with daisies which like fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) shows up with daisies daisies now no i don't hate daisies i actually like them more than roses at least red roses but still so uh-huh. I was going to say, like, if anyone prefers daisies to roses, it's Melody <laughs> Carlisle. <laughs> doesn't matter. doesn't fucking matter. And actually, I prefer two looks okay, to sorry, everything sorry. else. Okay. So. Uh-huh. All right. Shows up with daisies. They're in the car and Lucy's like trying to get a hold of her feelings because she's like, under any other circumstances, if like pre kiss with Joshua, I would be totally into this guy completely and utterly. But now he looks a bit wayfish. He looks a bit young. He looks a bit just like not to the standards I want anymore, essentially. And she's like trying right. to talk herself out of it. So she's like, oh, by the way, I never thanked you for the roses. And he goes, you mean daisies? And she's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, these are daisies. And I'm like, second fucking time around. Instead, <laughs> instead of being like, what do you mean roses? Instead of looking at her and saying this is a competent human being with at least three working brain cells. She probably knows that these are daisies, not roses. His assumption is to be like, oh, you stupid woman. They're daisies. Haven't you ever seen a daisy before? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, his assumptions are. He could go oh, fuck himself. Whereas big dummy Aaron, this is the first time I realized that Josh is under the roses. I was like, oh, I'm a dummy. Turns out. 
but this fucking Lucy guy. still doesn't fucking realize. Lucy doesn't know. No, and she, Lucy, how dare you? If Joshua had been like, you mean daisies, she would have been like, no, fucker, I mean roses. I think we just have to imagine that the year or so of just complete horrible treatment from Josh and like, you know, just untamped aggression between yeah. the two of them has made her blind to the possibility that Josh sent the roses in a way that we oh. as the reader... I can I cannot accept that Lucy is this big of a dummy. No, so. I I completely <laughs> I'm just put it on that I lens. completely agree with you there. My point was if Joshua had made the assumption that she mislabeled two types of flowers, she would have called him on it immediately. <laughs> and with this guy, she's like, this is weird. This is such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. Nice guys would never <laughs> assume that I have the intellect of a half-dead baboon. You know? Well, we know how we feel about nice guys. Heaving Bosoms podcast <laughs> is not about nice guys. <laughs> no no okay, more you know nice we guys. Like, no, we like nice guys. We don't like nice guys. Different. Yeah. We like kind guys. We don't yes. like nice guys. That's right. As, That's as we right. said in the last episode, no Severus Snapes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't remember what other nice guys we've hated. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Julia Quinn Duke and I had a really good nice guy. Yeah, there was like a quintessential nice guy. Oh, yeah. It was that guy that she beat Duke up in the I. hallway. That's right. Yeah, Duke and I. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, cocked yeah. him one like he deserved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice guys. Okay. All right. So this fucking nice guy drops her off <laughs> at work. He does. Oh, I'm sorry. If he were a kind, generous guy, he would have mm-hmm. dropped her off at work. But no, he's mm-hmm. a nice guy. So he parks in the 20-minute parking, gets on the elevator with her, goes past his floor up to the top floor so that he can rub in Joshua's face that he is with her at like seven in the morning. This mm-hmm. fucktard. So <laughs> she shows up. Joshua is obviously like, you don't work here anymore. Get the fuck out. And Danny's like, you know, we're really going to have to talk about your big brother attitude. And Josh is uh-huh. like, yep, nobody messes with my little sister. And, and Lucy's <laughs> a dummy. And she's like, hmm, I don't really like that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe wait, maybe Lucy is a dummy. No, she's is Lucy not. a dummy? Does no. she deserve this promotion? Okay, all right, okay. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So no, you know what? Lucy's just a tiny bit oblivious. So so this fucking guy makes sure to hand her the, the daisies again with a flourish. And yeah. then he kisses her on the cheek right in front Gross. of Joshua. And She's like, you know, I feel like that was a power move, and I think I like him less because of it, which I I cannot find any fault in that logic. That seems like pure, unadulterated wisdom. Yeah, I mean, true, kind of, but, like, there's a lot of reasons not to like Danny, and Josh makes a lot of power moves throughout this book in front of Danny. Like, they both do this all the time at each other, so it's a weird reason for her to, like, put the death knell on Danny because, like, Josh does the same shit all the time, like... I don't know. That's true. Get mad at Danny for all the other shit he does. But you know what? Uh, jo- or Danny's pheromones are unmatched to Joshua's. So, yeah. I mean, well, I can forgive a heroine a lot because somebody smells nice to your core. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he also put on a t-shirt and he was all like spindly like, in the t-shirt. Yeah. And she was like, ugh. I mean, she's got a type now. It is Joshua. Yeah. All right. So he leaves and he's like, hey, we should get dinner tonight. Let me know. And she's like, maybe. 
Okay. Yeah. So then now Joshua is pissed and he's like, you should have had him stay. If you wanted it to be him, you should have said that he should stay with you, not me. And I think that is so fair. What? Oh, also, yes. Danny sees a red rose on her keyboard and he's like, oh, look at that. Romance isn't dead. And blah, because Joshua put a red rose on her keyboard. Uh-huh. So then Joshua starts thoroughly punishing her and mm-hmm. he goes to take the rose back. She goes to swipe it out of his hand and her palm gets cut by the thorn. And then she grabs his shirt cuff and gets blood on it. And he's just like, oh, you should disinfect that. Like, get away from me. I can't even handle you right now. Yeah. So he cold shoulders her all day. She's trying and trying and trying. And she's like, I'll dry clean your shirt. I'll do this and that. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll go to the wedding with you. And uh, he's like, you shouldn't. He's basically like, you shouldn't promise something you don't mean to keep. But. (laughs) he doesn't actually say that out loud and then right she's like well i wanted to thank you for this weekend and he goes okay so are those daisies for me which prompts her (laughs) to remember her thank you gift and she brings out a box of strawberries because the night he Uh stayed with her he asked her all about sky diamond strawberries the place she's from and um he tells her that he loves strawberries more than anything in like the whole wide world and mm-hmm. it's so sweet. So she gets him a carton of strawberries with a bow on it. And and then he gets up to leave, right? Mm-hmm. He gets up to go to the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. And she follows him because mm-hmm. she has to fix it right now. She's freaking out. So she follows him. She pushes him up against a wall. And she's like, you're going to listen to me. This is going to happen. And he... I, I don't know. And then somebody starts coming down the hall. So well, she so- pushes him into a janitor closet. Yeah. So yeah. in the meantime, Danny has called her and said or texted her and said, like, I've got a table for tonight at Super Snazzy Restaurant. Yeah. And she was like, she hadn't even really agreed to have dinner with him. She had given him kind of a maybe. That's right. And when right. he says he has the table, she's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm still feeling like really not great. And I don't really want to go to a snazzy restaurant tonight. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. And he's kind of like insistent. He's like, well, it takes... It's very no, serious she, to get a table here. She says that it's hard to get a reservation in her inner monologue. And so she's oh, like, okay. I guess, I thought yeah. he said that. No, he's not that big of a douche. But anyway, so she agrees to go on the date with him. Josh hears that. So when so now they're in the janitor closet. Yeah. And hmm. oh, isn't it? She was like, okay. She goes, all right. I, I just want to be friends or something. And mm-hmm. he goes, okay, hold the phone. <laughs> What does or something mean? She's like, what do you mean? She's like, you said you wanted to be friends or something. What does or something look like? Right. (laughs) I just want to know what my options are. And she's like, I don't know. I guess not hating each other. I guess like something. I I don't know. So then she starts like basically climbing him like a spider monkey because they're they're in a closed space. She can smell all of him. She's she's like, all right, well, maybe or something will involve kissing. <laughs> yeah, like, kiss me. And oh, he's like, ooh, really? the or something game involves kissing. Uh-huh. So they make out a little, right? Well, no, ma'am. No, they do not. I'm and sorry. Yes. And I will. This is what I was going to fight you about last episode. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because this is, in fact, the best scene of the whole book. 
The closet this scene. This is? Oh, yeah. For me, it was. Because here's the I thing. I thought you were going to say the elevator scene was. This is your no. favorite scene. Okay. This is okay. my favorite scene. Here's why. Uh, nothing, like, usually, everybody knows me. Oh, I like, I like literal shit on the page. Boner. No, no, it's not. Happening. It's not even that. No, it's not even that. Okay. Okay. It's that it's a surprising scene for me because usually I do not like less is more. <laughs> usually uh-huh. I'm like, show me what is happening on the page. Make it graphic. Say the words. Spend 30 pages on it. Like, let's get to it. I feel like if there was a Melody Carlisle slogan, it would be mm. more is more. <laughs> More is more. <laughs> Across the board. More is more. Melody yes. Carlisle. <laughs> yes. I think, so a while ago, my friend, um, my friend made me business cards because um he said I, I I was talking to him about the fact that I know how to butcher things. And he was like, mm-hmm. wait, so you know how to like can you make bacon out of this? And I was like, Yes, I can make bacon out of anything with a loin. I can make bacon out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so he made me business cards that say, Melody Carlisle, I can make bacon out of you. And- I made business cards for Shady one time, our mutual friend Shady, that just yeah. had her face. Um, uh-huh. It was in like a black and white drawing of her face, like a stamp. Mm-hmm. And it said Shady. And then it said, um, I know where you live. And then on the back was a phone number of one of our other mutual friends who <laughs> we decided would act as her secretary. <laughs> she handed those out to everybody. Anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. now I want business cards. Yeah, I can, I can make bacon out of you. Now I want business cards that say, Melody Carlisle, more is more. <laughs> more is more. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So this is the best scene of the book, in my humble opinion, because... <laughs> I was just thinking I, of having... I was just thinking of having business cards that were like, Aaron McCarthy, worth is productivity. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most totalitarian, like, fascist slogan. <laughs> Productivity is worth. And yet, so you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. They're in the they're in the closet. They're yes. putting their hands on each other. Well, yeah. And I'm telling you that this is the best scene in the book because nothing happens. They don't touch hardly at all. Like, they're touching a lot, but there's no kissing. There's no nothing. Basically, she, at one point, you know, she presses up against him. She's pulling herself onto him. She's trying to grab the nape of his neck. She's really small. She's asking mm-hmm. him to kiss her. He, and then he's, she's like, you know, put your hands on me. And he says, put your hands on yourself. So he holds out his hands and she places them on her body. And he's mm-hmm. just, and he's like, you know, grabbing and kneading and stuff, but he's not moving around. Yeah. And... She he reaches down and picks up her leg so that he's cradling her leg and she puts mm-hmm. one of his hands on her breast and then he starts like playing with her cleavage and everything. It is it was so <laughs> hot yet nothing happened. Yeah. And she says so like, hot. "Oh, so this is how sex with you would be. Like I hope yeah. maybe you would like do a little more." And he's right. like, "I would do so much to you, you couldn't walk for a week or something like that." And she was like, "Ooh. All right." Yeah. Which is yeah. probably true cuz she's 5 feet tall and he's like 7 feet tall. So Obviously. Fair. Yeah. And I'm just saying that most of the time delayed gratification pisses me off. And in this one, I was just like <laughs> drooling i was just on the floor i was a puddle best scene in the book okay you know what i think it was probably the best scene now (laughs) yes more is more (laughs) okay so he says all right i need you to do me a favor 
he he totally backs away from her and he's like, I need you to do me a favor. Before we can play the or something game, you need to go on this date with Danny and you have to kiss him. And she's like, we've said a lot of fucked up things to each other, but this has to take the cake. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to be your experiment while you have Mr. Right yeah. or like Mr. Nice Guy in the in the wings. You need to figure it out if you want him, if you like him, if it works for you, then like enjoy your life. Right. If not, you have to tell me to my face. Well, yeah, he says the friends or something game will not continue until she kisses Danny and then looks at him and says, no one kisses me like you do, Josh. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Seems like you liked this. I did. Oh, man. So okay. then she goes on the date. And it is lame town. And he mm-hmm. spends most of the time talking about Joshua because he's getting a vibe. And it's a bad yeah. move, Danny. Like, we know this from yeah. every season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. You do not talk about <laughs> the other contestants. Don't talk about the other guys. Uh, just mm-hmm. make it compartmentalized. Make it about the two of you. That's right. Yeah, That's and right. he talks a lot about work. They talk a lot about work. It's just, it's no good. Lame town. Yeah. So they go out to her car. She's like all gussied up in a pretty red dress and her makeup's done and all that. And they Mm -hmm. go out to her car and he's like, I'd like to kiss you now. And she's like, that would be nice. And so he kisses her and there are no sparks. There's no nothing. And she pulls back and she's like, oh, it was like kissing your cousin. Like, it's just wrong. And she's like, Uh maybe I should make sure. And she leans in again. And he's like, oh, you know what? Lucy, you're a great girl. You're mm, all the great things. And she's like, maybe we should just be friends. And he looks, he looks crestfallen because he didn't get to say it first because he's Mm -hmm. a douche. Yeah, he's a douche. He just doesn't make me as mad as he makes you. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets into her car and she puts Joshua's address. Oh, because no, he texts to tell her. Them. And he's like, well, no, you know, what yet, happened? The suspense is killing me. Oh, No, not yet. No, what? Not, what? 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 Okay. What? 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 <laughs> I don't. Oh, we forgot two things because I wasn't looking at the notes I actually have. Sorry, okay. listener. Two things. One, Mr. Bexley catches her as she's coming out of the closet and she has to make oh, up a whole right. story. Yeah. Uh-huh. She has to make up a whole story about how Joshua is going to get him coffee and donuts. Yeah. So then Joshua then comes back with he, but he also has a hot chocolate for her and a strawberry glazed donut for her or frosted, it's whatever. Sweet. I don't, I don't know donut lingo. Um, <clears throat> super sweet. And then <laughs> glazed versus frosted, I think, are two different things. I know, yes, but it just, it's. I'm like, I am stunned, like I am fucking floored that you don't know donut lingo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The weird thing about me, I love all sweets. I'm not a big fan of donuts. What? Yeah, like I'll take a bagel over a donut every time. If if this were Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and it was like <laughs> the $100,000 question mm-hmm. and it was like it was donut question mm-hmm. and I could phone a friend, you would be my friend. <gasps> no! I would have phoned you. <laughs> well, I would have Googled so hard. Yeah. But it would be And again, rough. I live with a law enforcement officer <laughs> and I would have called you. No, don't ever call me. <laughs> Not for donuts. Oh, no. I won't now. Now I know. Okay, so he gets her a donut. That was Sorry. sweet. 
Oh, also, that's how my parents fell in love. My dad got my mom what? a donut. Yeah, no, he me. got her a tell special donut. <laughs> they worked together at a camera <laughs> store. Okay. And, oh, you are like, you are so involved with this story. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, her hands are like on her face on either side of her cheek. Like, okay. So he mm-hmm. went to get donuts, I think, for the office. And he got everybody the same donut, but he got my mom a special chocolate frosted donut. And then went over to her and was like, this donut is special for you. <laughs> and my mom has made fun of that forever. <laughs> She's like, that was the lamest hit on. Like, it's like, got me a special donut. It worked, though. Didn't it, Elaine? Yeah, exactly. It worked. And they've been married 30 something years or something like that. Oh, that's the sweetest. Yeah, that would have been a sewing and a miss for me. <laughs> well it's a good thing he did fondue instead all right indeed no s'mores i thought you guys went to the fondue place oh yeah but we made s'mores at the fondue place yeah 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 all right so remember how she kissed the post-it and put it on his desk Uh uh-huh he writes his address on a post-it and gives it to her dun 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 yeah 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 yeah, so the lame date with danny is lame and done it is over And so she puts the address into her GPS and then curses the GPS woman all the way to his house, being like, stop giving me directions to his house, lady. Why are you doing (laughs) this? You bitch, this is my ruin. (laughs) I love her so much. And then she shows up. She's sitting in her car outside the apartment. And this is, I think, when he texts her. He's like, it's so cute. He's like, how's the date? Suspense, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't respond to him. She just decides that um, since she's here, she's going to take a walk around his apartment just to, you know, see what it's like just a in, stroll. in a just a stroll to see see mm-hmm. what Josh sees yeah. to live in Josh's shoes. Yeah. So she's going around his apartment and she's such a creep. Oh, my God. So she comes out front and he's out on the sidewalk. Oh, because he texted again to be like, I'm kind of annoyed now. Like, where are you? Know. What's going on? Yeah. Right. And so he hears her heels and turns around and she stops dead. They're like 20 paces away from each other. The banter here is off the chain. He's saying something about he makes a mention of the fact that she's walking on stilts because of her heels. And she's like, well, all the better to, to look through your trash with. And he goes, find anything good in there. She goes, vegetable scraps, coffee grounds, adult diapers. <laughs> yeah and so then they they keep on coming towards each other and he's like so how was the date you know let me know let me know and she won't she was like the date was fine and he's like you need more than fine you need better than fine and she's like i don't though he's right up against her and she says she that she goes to push him away but just ends up grabbing his shirt and pulling him closer instead mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like i have no idea why i'm even here and he's like you do now and then you she's do. like nobody kisses me like you do and then it's yeah. fucking on it's on <laughs> and then he gives her his patented first date kiss which is mm-hmm. sweet but long and chaste but hot and it's real good. Uh, and then they stand there and he's just holding her up like he's just hugging her um while her she's just dangling from his arms and a couple walks by and the woman looks back at them with hearts in her eyes like it's so cute <laughs> god it's so yeah. cute okay here's my next question for you aaron because i have a big question 
Yes. She is like, well, my car's over there. And he's like, my apartment's over here. And uh-huh. she just starts sprinting to her car. Yeah, she- and that's the, <laughs> that's the end of the chapter. So then the next chapter opens. And she, well, she says, says, if I go upstairs, I know what's going yes. to happen. And he's like, oh, what's going to happen? And she's like, eep. And then that's when she just runs. <laughs> yeah. And like they've already decided or she has mandated that they if they have sex, then it's one time, one time only. Like that's it. Because she wants to have like some control over the or something game. And she wants to make sure she wants to protect her heart, basically, because she's very intuitive, mm-hmm. our Lucy. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my question, though. The author says when they go into the house, into the apartment building, that he puts her under his arm like a newspaper yep. and takes her inside. Now, uh-huh. the visual I immediately got was he is standing up and he's basically carrying her by the waist. Yes. Like her feet yeah, are on the ground. Yeah. Her right? feet are behind him. That's She's the horizontal. visual you've got too, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I was fine with it. I was fine with that. I just was confused because I never, I don't think the author ever says that she gets put down at any point. So I didn't, so I didn't know if, if I was wrong and, and she was just like nestled up in his shoulder and like walking next to her or what, mm-hmm. but I'm perfectly okay with her being carried bodily into his house. <laughs> Cause he's like, well, I've had a snoop in your house. Like you get to look around and invade my privacy because, you know, fair is fair. Basically. He just wants to spend more time with her. Well, I thought you might have a problem with him, like carrying her up to his nope. bedroom. No, I just wasn't like, sure it, okay. which one it was. Yeah. Okay. So they spend this night. She is an absolutely insane person. She literally picks through his apartment with a fine tooth comb. She's like carrying around a matchbox car. And she finds things. Like uh-huh. she finds the a, like a little origami bird that she once flicked at him during a meeting. And she uh-huh. finds a post-it that it's on his has fridge. the lipstick on it. And maybe that's it. But I thought that was very cute. It was so cute. And so indicative of his deep and abiding love, you know? Right. And his apartment is really, like, neat and clean and well-decorated. And, and gorgeous. her apartment yeah. is the worst. And he his bedroom is painted in this beautiful blue, robin's egg blue color that she loves. Like Tiffany yeah. blue, my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, we're going to do something weird, shortcake. We're going to sit on the couch and watch an episode of ER together. And they hold hands. Mm -hmm. At one point, she's just staring at him while he watches TV. And she's trying to size up how big he is. And she's like, he looks over at me and I jump because I I wonder if he knows that I'm sizing up his rib cage like a meat-eating predator. (laughs) She's such a (laughs) weird heroine. I love it. Um, I think it's this night where he tells her about being a doctor. Does he tell her this night? One of them. It doesn't really matter. She, uh, yeah, she sees a bunch of medical textbooks and she's like, he's like, I did the first year of med school and then I, I dropped out. Uh, but his whole family, his parents are surgeons and his brother's also a, a doctor. He might also be a surgeon. And yeah. yeah and the, so she's basically the whole time being like, so are you going to take me to the, your bedroom now or yeah, like when is minutes? this going to happen? Yeah. Like, we're going to do it, right? And he, he tells her that, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen tonight because he needs more time. And she's like, it's mm-hmm. only 10.30. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. If I only get it's one time, night. I'm going to yeah. need days. 
I'm going to need uh-huh. like weeks. Like, uh-huh. let's not, don't, don't even mess with me. Is this when he tells her about his Easter egg? Yeah, his Easter bunny. Ah. Yeah, when he was younger, um, he would, his brother would eat his chocolate bunny immediately and he would keep his until his birthday, which is like late June. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, so, okay, first of all, I love the fact that she's like, is it terrible that a story, a childhood story about two young brothers is turning me on? <laughs> yeah, two young brothers eating chocolate bunnies is like <laughs> making her all hot and bothered. Yeah, and she's like, so did you take like small bites of it at a at a time or did you save it completely and like eat it all at once? And he was like, well, I guess you're just going to find out, aren't you? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks her down and um, they see each other at work the next day. Oh, mm-hmm. no. He says he has the day off. He yeah. has the day off the next day. He's not going to be in. And she has a matchbox car. She's still holding a matchbox car. And he's like, just keep it, I guess. Um, like, you weirdo. Well, she had made some comments about how he has, like, the best body ever. And he was like, oh, uh-huh. so you just want me, like, you're, you're just objectifying me. You just want me for my body. And so that kind of became a joke. She stole his matchbox car, and so she sends him flowers to his apartment from work because she's thinking about uh-huh. him. That says, "I don't want you for just your body. I want you for your matchbox cars." Which it's is very the cutest. Cute. Yeah, it's the cutest. Um, and then later on, she's at home and she's like, "I've got nothing to do, and yet I'm showering and I'm getting dressed in cute jeans and I'm putting on makeup and I'm not really sure why." And then all right. of a sudden, she dials Joshua and then immediately hangs up. And yeah. within 30 seconds, he calls her back and he's like, so don't tell me you like butt dialed me. Right. And she goes, no, I didn't. I just <laughs> I want to come over to your house. <laughs> I have no food and I ha- I'm bored. <laughs> and he's like, well, better come over then. <laughs> and, um, so she's like, all right, now we're playing the racing game. Uh-huh. He's at the gym and he says, you know, it's going to take him a while. Like, give him half an hour. Give him an, give him an hour. And she's like, I'm out the door. I'm coming. Because <laughs> she wants to see him all sweaty and smelling delicious. So she says that she, like, is at Red Likes, like, nervously cackling all the way to his house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she runs into his lobby, opens the door. He's in the elevator. And so she just jumps on him like a koala bear and Ooh, that's a continues koala Aren't koala bears like, aren't they like They're notoriously vicious. not sexy though? Or is that panda bears? Oh, panda bears are notoriously not sexy. Yeah, they're going oh, okay. extinct right. because they, they refuse to like have sex. And then they keep on rolling over onto their spawn. So dumb asses. It's Michael that hates panda bears, right? Yeah, he doesn't like pandas. But the weird thing is that both um, both his mother and sister are like obsessed with pandas, love That's pandas. That's probably why he hates pandas. Well, yeah, he's just like, it's not like they're being hunted to extinction. They just are so bad at having sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would rather eat bamboo all day. You don't deserve to be on Earth. <laughs> all right, but she's jumping him like a koala bear, which is different. Yes. Okay, all right. Very different. And their koalas are more vicious than anything else. Oh, okay. They're apparently pretty mean. Right. Anyway, so yeah, all the way, she she like holds on to him all the way up into his apartment. And it's so cute because she's like, she keeps saying things like, don't mind me. I'm just, just live your life like I'm not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, every man should get this welcome home. 
Yeah. And he slaps her on the ass, and then he sees, he feels that there's something in there. Uh-huh. And she's brought him a Smurf. <laughs> yeah, she brought him Grumpy Smurf. We didn't Smurf. mention that when he was at her house, there was like a whole display case of all her Smurfs lit up in her house. <laughs> like that was the only organized thing was all her Smurfs. Anyway, she brought him a Grouchy Smurf. And she's like, I have like 10 of them. I'm like Grouchy is like a really popular Smurf, which is <laughs> hilarious. The, the idea that there is a popular Smurf is ridiculous to me, but okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm a Bexie. Okay, so... Yes, you are. So, they spend that night. He makes her an omelet, and they're just so cute. Yeah, he has a very healthy dinner situation because he has all the muscles. Yeah, and she's like... And he's like, go sit down on the, the couch. Just make yourself at home. And she goes, I'm like a little duchess when I'm here. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes big monsters secretly just want to spoil little duchesses. Mm. And it's so cute. And then they watch another episode of ER and Mm -hmm. they just hang the hell out. Oh, and then we get the couch make out. Yeah. Oh, because he has this picture of Tuscany and she's just trying to get to know him. So she keeps on asking him all these questions. Like, what would you take to a desert island? The answer is two practical things and a Lucy. Um, (laughs) And then once she talks about, um, asks him about the Tuscan um, painting. And he's like, my ideal vacation is right there. I would be there with this really beautiful girl and we would do all the things and I would feed her carbs. And she's like, this sounds like the best vacation ever. (laughs) And he says his dream vacation is Guy Diamond Strawberries. Yeah, it's really cute. And then she's like, well, once we were on the desert island, how would we pass the time? And he goes, probably Mm -hmm. like this. And he pulls her up into his lap and then they start making out and it is super hot. (sighs) Super good. It's really good. He's like letting her control the whole the whole thing. It's really excellent. Oh, and during that dinner, he gives her some vanilla ice cream and she's like, well, have a bite. (laughs) So he takes Mm. one bite and she goes, you should treat yourself to something small each night. No point in being cruel to yourself. And he goes, something small, huh? He looked at me pointedly. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. She t- he talks about her cardigans and how he likes it when her hair's up and she's got red lips and she's she's wearing cardigans like a sexy librarian and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good stuff. So the next day at work, this is when all hell breaks loose, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Earlier in the book, she had done her presentation for Ellen at some point when Joshua wasn't mm-hmm. at work. She did her presentation for Ellen for the um interview. To be like, what do you think? What should I add? What's going to get me this job? And Mr. Bexley overheard it. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Bexley's walking by while they're at work. They're having a really cute morning of like flirtation and adorableness. Mm-hmm. Then this fucker walks by and he's like, all right, well, Dr. Josh, we're probably going to have to rethink strategy because, you know, Lucy's really ready for this interview. Right. And he keeps on needling him and he keeps on like looking at Lucy's body in a really weird way. And Josh just pissed mm-hmm. off. So he's like, I'm not going to need any help beating her. And yeah, she's like, that upsets oh, Lucy. No. Yeah. She's yeah. like, he's not my friend. He's he's my yeah. nemesis and my competition and all the things. So as soon as Bexley leaves, Josh is like, I didn't mean that. And she's like, well, could have fooled me. Definitely fooled me. I've got a coffee meeting. I got to go. 
And he's like, wait, you're leaving before we get this sorted out? And she's yeah. like, yeah, let me go be good at my job. Like, bye. And her coffee meetings with fucking Danny because he's going to help her design the thing, the thing she's got to do for the project. Because she, the, the project she can't use company resources for. Danny's the only designer she knows that doesn't work for the company that she could, like, pay at a lower rate out of her personal funds. So she was meeting him so that they could discuss, like, her paying him, like, 300 bucks to design the thing for her project. Yeah. So she's like, I have a coffee meeting, a workplace coffee work meeting. And then she goes, Uh and then when she goes to To meet with Danny, then Josh shows up. Josh shows up to get a coffee, and he sees her there with Danny, and it's just the Uh, worst. Josh just does not show up to get a coffee. Yeah, he does. No, he shows up. He didn't want coffee. He could have gone to the break room. Oh, for I coffee. know that, but I'm he just shows saying up he's there because at the he coffee is, shop. Ugh. Yes, he is Ugh. anxious and he's worried about what's going on. And then he sees that she's with Danny. Oh, Duh. because the night before, when they were making on the couch, he was like, Hey, I need to ask you a question. When you called me, did you almost call Danny? And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe. He's the smart uh, choice. God, Lucy, you're so blah, blah, blah. such a dummy. She is a dummy. <laughs> she's a dummy. And then when they run into Josh, she's, she's just like, oblivious. Oh, God, she's the worst. Like, know no. when you've got a good thing, Lucy. Know when you've got a good <laughs> thing going. So then she goes up to Josh and she's like, Josh, Danny was just helping me with my dot, dot, dot presentation like just just don't be weird lucy right. just be like danny's helping me with my presentation he's doing a design right. thing i'm sorry i love you josh i, I love you <laughs> don't worry about it so then he josh is like oh is that what we were doing last night on my couch was i helping you with your presentation and it's Ooh. it's rough and danny so she's goes like, bug-eyed and she's like mm, yeah. alert alert emergency sos mayday and immediately like takes because- danny away because nobody at the company can know. Yeah. Because nobody, they work they, together. They should not be fraternizing. And there's HR stuff. Oh, gosh. So yeah. many HR and things. so Danny is like such a gossip hound. He's going to tell everybody. And so she just goes, in your dreams, Templeton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your dreams, Templeton. Uh, so they go back up and Josh is like, so him, huh? You want to you wanna hang out with him, huh? You want, you want to date him, huh? And she's uh, like... We're just friends. He's helping me with a work thing. And he's like, so you're ashamed of me, but you're not ashamed of Danny. And she's like, no, he doesn't work here anymore. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? I want a modicum of decorum to be real established while we're in this office together. And he's like, fine, fine. If this is the last personal thing I say to you, then bring an overnight bag that's fully packed on Friday because we're leaving on Friday to go to the wedding. You promised. You can't back out. You're a woman of your word. You've got a code of honor. Bring your fucking overnight bag. (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) so then the next two days breeze by. I'm so glad we didn't have to read about them because they're just excruciating. Yeah. Well, is it Friday that he has the huge argument with Mr. Bexley? Okay. Yeah. So that's Friday Friday. morning. Huge, crazy argument with Mr. Bexley. Yeah, yeah. Where Friday they're afternoon, both screaming at each other. Well, Bexley's screaming, and yeah. she can hear Josh like talking in hushed tones. Yeah. Ellen goes in, and then the HR lady goes in, and like all the poncho. things. She's like hashtag yeah. poncho rules. She goes in there. It's still not an appropriate time for her to be wearing a poncho. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So Lucy is sure that they've been found out, that people know mm-hmm. they're they're seeing each other, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Ellen comes out and talks to her a bit. And she's like, this weekend, 
you're ready for the interview. You need to hang out. Mm-hmm. You need to enjoy your life. You need to take a break. Chill. And I, this is what I'm yeah. telling you to do as your boss. Aww. And she's like, but but is Josh okay? And she's like, yes, yes. It's just a, a little workplace disagreement. I brought the HR lady in to remind them that they need to have good attitudes or whatever. And then Josh uh-huh. comes out and he's like, all right, shortcake, are you ready? And he grabs but her also coat. also she says... Oh, You're yeah. sweet to be concerned for him, darling, but Josh is a big boy and you need to be a lot more concerned about Mr. Bexley, which I thought was <laughs> like, he's going to have an aneurysm or something like Josh is fine. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, you ready to go? He grabs her coat. Yeah. And she's like standing outside the elevator and he takes his arm and puts it around her waist and like drags her back into the mm-hmm. elevator. And she sees Helen come out of her office and like, I don't remember what she does, but she does some cute like smile and like shimmy. Yeah. And Lucy's like, oh my God. Oh no. Helen like, just that's saw my boss. you drag me into the elevator with physical contact. Uh-huh. Like, how dare you? Now she knows. Yeah. And- oh my God. Helen saw you holding my coat. You would never hold my coat and he goes i literally <laughs> am holding your coat right now <laughs> so <laughs> he grabs her bags out of her car and she's like wait we can't leave my car here they'll know that we left together and he's like nobody's gonna fucking care she's like well what if i go like just park it in the woods somewhere and cover it with branches <laughs> <laughs> which never works by the way guys never if works. you're doing a crime don't yeah. park your car in the woods and cover it with branches. That's not Don't you gotta it. put it underwater or under the earth. This is Law oh. and Order with Aaron. All right, <laughs> <laughs> or just leave it somewhere plausible. Yeah, and uh, take a different yeah, car somewhere. Plain sight. Switch the license plate. There I would never go. condone such a thing. <laughs> no, but no. in Terrible the woods idea. with branches is so clearly your guilty. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also branches don't hide a car no no they do right. not okay find right. a cave Sorry. small okay, detour so. <laughs> yeah we're detouring all over the place this episode all right yeah so they get in the car and they start going josh is driving they have some really good conversation during the drive he takes her to dinner at a diner which is super cute he calls it you know their romantic spot um, they're like their first romantic date because he was talking about how nice guys take you out for dinner and he's never he's not yeah. a nice guy so he's like here i am a nice guy here's your fucking dinner at this diner sort of thing it was cute yeah so he then she's driving and he starts just like kind of burying his soul mm-hmm. and he's like you have the most beautiful eyes i've ever seen and mm-hmm. i really thought that dream was about me and she's like josh it definitely was about you. It wasn't like yeah. I told you. And she tells him the whole dream, how how he just like held her down and smiled at her and she woke up on the verge of coming. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh-huh. is that all it would take? Because that can be arranged. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she says she wants to crack his skull open and like figure out what's going on in his brain because yeah. she only knows surface level stuff about him. And so, so they start kind of talking about what makes him tick. And he's like, I've just never had somebody try to do this. Yeah. And she's like, what, crack your skull open? Because I'll do it with a hammer if necessary. Yeah. And so they, they show up at the hotel. He attempts to get her her separate room, but it does not work out. A guy hits on her while she's in the lobby. And he's like, nice try, buddy. Like Takes her up to the room. Mm-hmm. And then she just 
she just climbs him again. She just starts yeah. hardcore mm-hmm. aggressively making out with his face. And mm-hmm. Joshua is more of a gentle kisser. And she's like, there is nothing gentle about me right now because I mean business. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think at one point he looks down at her and she goes, let's do this. And then Uh she goes, I should write sonnets. (laughs) She's so romantic. (laughs) So she's on top of him in a chair and then he gets a call from his mom. Right. Yeah. And there were so many good passages in that. But that was another time where I was reading, but then I had to go do something in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, shit, so I switched to audio. But I remember it being very good. Anyway. Oh, right. God, the whole so, thing is so good. The yeah, audiobook I mean, is that's, fantastic as well. It is, yes. So he has to go help his mom move up flowers because the, the hotel staff isn't helping her move flowers, Jesus. And so he's got to go do it. He's got to mm-hmm. go yell at some ho- hotel staff and go do that. So she's like, okay. And so, like, she turns on the TV and then she just kind of, like, falls asleep after a while. Yeah. And then the next morning, they wake up at, at 1245. And she's like, hey, when's the wedding? And he's like, 2 p.m., but we have to be there earlier. <laughs> she's like, it's 1245. We have to go. And he just he just pushes her arm out so that she has to lay back down and snuggles with her more with her so good it's so good then they talk about exes a little bit while they're getting ready she says she has like some shitty exes that were not good and bad or what it does her exes don't matter no his ex he said he has one long-term relationship all the other women have just been like using him for his body that's why he was so surprised that she's like trying to find out stuff about him right and the one other long-term relationship he had he describes her as like a tall well she guesses and he affirms Mm -hmm. that it's like a tall leggy tan blonde supermodel-esque woman Mm -hmm. so that's important then oh she went and got a dress that is the Tiffany blue that is her favorite color that is the same color of the walls of his bedroom. And she's like, he's going to think I'm a serial killer. I got a dress that matches the walls of his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's bedroom <sighs> blue. Yeah. Um, and then she comes out and he's ironing and she's like, seriously, your body is insane. Like mm-hmm. your body, your body, your body. And she's like, why are you so self-conscious? And that's when she finds out that women have only wanted him for his body. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'm going to stop objectifying him so loudly from now on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going like, to do I'm it. I'm not going to stop objectifying him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, she sends him down to get a drink because he's like vibrating with nerves. And she mm-hmm. finishes getting dressed, goes down, and um, he tells her again because she makes a comment about how she's a psycho in, in the blue dress. And he's like, You're mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like, stop it. So Aww. they get to the wedding and he. Tucks her under his arm again, not like a newspaper this time, <laughs> just no, regular. No, the nice tucks her under his arm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and takes her into the um, church, like sort of being rude to all of his relatives on the way in. This mm-hmm. is when she meets his mom and dad, Elaine and Anthony. Yeah, which again, don't, if you're going to have her boss named Helene, do right. not name his mom Elaine. But, you know, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So then the mom is really, really wonderful and nice. The dad is very taciturn and standoffish and gruff. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's like, well, I'm going to be nice to the mom, but I'm not going to try to charm the dad. Like, yeah. whatever. Well, he's also told her that his dad, like during the car ride, that his dad ignored him, that his dad wanted him to go into medicine, has been an asshole. And like, he was not the favorite child that the other child was that Patrick was the one that he paid attention to. No, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened yet? 
No, I'm pretty sure that happens after the wedding. I mean, she knows that there's weirdness. She knows that he's, she's supposed to be moral support for something, but she is completely in the dark as to what that is. Okay. Well, it's definitely been hinted at that he was like yes. supposed to go into medicine and his dad Absolutely. is not, they're not friends. Yes. Um. Yeah. She asked him if there's um any, you know, like bombs that she's walking into. And he's like, well, I talk to my mom every Sunday, but I haven't actually seen them in a couple of like a while, like a few months. Yeah. So he, there's obviously something happening, but she's not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. So the wedding happens. It's super cute. Mindy is beautiful in her pink cupcake dress. Yeah. And she's a tall, leggy, tan, blonde, blonde with Lucy. brown eyes. You're such a dummy. <laughs> but all right. So she cries at the wedding. So does Elaine. Uh, Elaine has more reason to. But, you know, yeah. you know the weddings get Some to me too sometimes. Some people just cry at weddings. It's fine. Yeah. So they go back to the hotel. He tries to pull her up to the room. And she's like, no, Templeman, you get in there. You Like she pats him on the butt and sends him on the field, basically. But uh-huh. they go around and he is just like showing. He's standing there being like, Aunt Trudy, this is Lucy. Lucy, Aunt Trudy. And then nothing else. And she's carrying yeah. all of the conversations the whole time and just guzzling champagne and like trying to track down canapes. Yeah. 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 She, she, she said that the she's hors d'oeuvre like, guy. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps tackling the hors d'oeuvre guy because she is my girl. Yeah. That is how more that is more. That's <laughs> right. So, yeah. So she's like exhausted because she's carrying all the conversation and people keep being like, oh, how did you meet? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're not even like really together. So I don't really know right. how to do this. And like, oh, yeah, and they take pictures. They take mm-hmm. super cute pictures. And she's like, it's all romantic and adorable. And then when they go back into the wedding, she's like, She's like, you know what? I need a break. It's your turn to talk to people while I stare at you and feel you up because that's been what he's been doing. He's just been staring at her and touching her the whole time. (laughs) She's being like, so do you like foosball? I like foosball. (laughs) (laughs) Having no idea what to say to his relatives. Uh And then she tries to get out of him like, what the fuck is going on? Because people keep on giving him these like pitying, concerned looks. And she cannot figure out why. Mm-hmm. So he won't tell she's her. she's a dummy. <laughs> so they go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, the the two things that are of note here are his dad gives a toast, which, <sighs> oh, is the worst toast oh. in the land. In which he says, Mindy chose the right Templeton. Woof. Templeman. Yes. Whatever. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Templeman. Is rough. He also uses language as if he only has one son. Like, it's a mm-hmm. mess. Yeah. So then, by the end, Josh and Mindy are just humping cake because Anthony doesn't want anyone to eat cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's Josh's dad, Anthony. Yeah. And he's, he's like, cake is not healthy. All your mm-hmm. arteries will clog. So mm-hmm. they have, like, 15 pieces of cake. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, you know what? We're going to go. And she takes him over to the the corner and she's like, what the fuck is going on? Because your dad's being a dick. Your mom is upset. Things are tense. What am I missing? And he's like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'll come and I'll tell you the whole stupid story. Mm -hmm. So he leaves her there. She sees Mindy, who's like talking to some old folks. And so she's like, you know what? I should wish the bride good day. I haven't gotten a chance to meet her yet. So yeah. 
So she goes over and Mindy's like, I have been so waiting to meet you. Josh is like enamored with you. It's amazing. He was never like that when we dated. And Lucy's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) And then she's like, she's the tall tan blondie with brown eyes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I've been so so her world is crashing around her. It is a mess. Mindy was like, he's an ice man with me. He never looked at me the way he looks at you. I started dating his brother a year ago, right around the time that the Mm -hmm. merger happened. Wink, wink. And then wink, wink, listener. Not wink, wink, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that you're winking at audio. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Whatever, bitches. Okay. So Lucy's freaking out. And then it's time. So then these big strong arms wrap around her. And he's like, hey, how you doing? You better go catch that bouquet. And she's wigging out. Not about it. Yeah. Not about it. So she gets pushed onto the floor to go catch the bouquet. And what's her face? Mindy throws it right at her because she's trying to be like nice and cool and, you know, know, okay about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it just and it hits, hits Lucy, Lucy in the square chest. in the chest, and she doesn't even try to catch it. And everybody's just like, she could have caught that. And then Lucy what just the walks the fuck her? away. Yeah, she's out of the ballroom. She's across the street. She's done. Oh, yeah. She's out by a lake somewhere, contemplating yeah. swimming all the way to whatever continent is next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you can't do in a lake, Lucy, mm, but that's okay. You know what? Whatever. Whatever, guys. <laughs> so then her mom, so she hears footsteps and she's about to round on Joshua to give him a piece of her mind. But yeah. it's his mom. It's his mom. Oh, what? my God. Elaine, what are you doing here? Uh, they have a wonderful little heart to heart. It's they so nice. Do. And she's like, Lucy's crying and she's like, I never thought that he would like stoop this low and mm. or act like this. And the mom's like, like he's in love with you is that how you think he was acting because yeah like because i know all about you he calls me every sunday and tells me all about you like yeah and he describes you as like a disney princess or (laughs) it's ridiculous so it's so sweet and um josh comes out and she's like so thanks I the other shoe has dropped. I get it now. I wish I hadn't come. I'm going to get the bus home. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Wait, wait, wait, wait. You think you're here for moral support because of Mindy?" And she's like, "Obviously, she's the tall blondie, you dumbass. I like you should have just gotten a rent a date." Oh my god, my favorite thing. Because he's like, I couldn't have told you. She's like, how could you not tell me? And he's like, I couldn't have told you because you would you would freak out. You would have acted like this and you wouldn't have agreed to come. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you. There was no point in which that would have been okay. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, you know what? At the very least, he's kind of right. Because I don't know if I would have come. And if I had come, I definitely would have worn false eyelashes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have I would have created a different persona and I would have worn false eyelashes. So good. <laughs> she's all of us in that moment yeah so then they go back up and she's like i'm not going back to the room i've got and she sees Mm -hmm. that danny has texted her 87 million times about the book he's making for her yeah what font do i do what colors blah 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 so she gives him a call and they start talking and at the end of the conversation 
she's like, maybe I should bring pizza when I come like check out the the thing you've done for me. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I would really like that. Also, what did you wear to the wedding? And she's like, a blue dress. And then once again, Josh just Dracula's right up. <laughs> <laughs> like a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs the phone from her and is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, do not call her again. And hangs up on Danny. And he's like, that guy? Like, you stop in the <laughs> middle of our discussion to go escape and call that guy? And she's like, he's helping me with a work thing. And he's like, he's like by asking you what you're wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so pissed. So he's like, all right, you know what? Between Danny and Mindy, we've each had our own little jealous revelations, haven't we? So why don't we just like get this over with now? Is he someone you could love? Do you want him? Do you want to date Danny? And she's like, no, I don't care if I ever see him again, you dumbass. And he's like, well, I feel the same way about Mindy. Yes, we dated. But like, she's a much better fit with my brother. She was never going to be my wife. And... Like, they can have 10 children and I don't give a shit. And she's like, okay, fine then. What's this moral support about then? Mm -hmm. And then he bears his whole soul, everybody. He tells her all about he and his dad's relationship. He says that Mindy didn't break my heart. If anybody broke my heart, it was my dad. And Mm -hmm. his dad, like, didn't ever pay any attention to him. He only wanted one son. And then he threw all of his energy into his one son. He didn't even go to his graduation party. This is, like, awful. Oh, my God. He wouldn't even take off of work to, or, like, Mm -hmm. just switch shifts in order to go to his son's. I was a little unclear about this. I think it was, like, graduating first year of med school. I don't really know. Yeah. But anyway, when his brother graduated from med school, he got his grandfather's Rolex and Josh got not even a mention. Ridiculous. Then his dad was like even more disappointed when he quit because he was like, I did this thing to get my dad's approval. Mm -hmm. I didn't get his approval. So why am I killing myself? I'm going to just stop like no more. We're not doing this anymore. And so he applied for 20 jobs and accepted the first position, which was at Bexley Publishing and the rest is history. Which is in stark contrast to Lucy, who all she ever wanted was to work for a publishing company, which yes. is kind of funny. Yeah. So now uh, uh-huh. it's on. Oh, sexually. guys. <laughs> it is so sexually on. Wowzers. And uh, this shit was good, right? Yeah, it was really good. And I found it to be really realistic, too. Same. Like, yeah, it was. Real I love the fact that like there were there were awkward moments. Like at one moment, he's um he's kneeling over her, and he wants to take off her negligee situation, her like under thing, and yeah. he's like, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift around. I feel too tall. So they mm-hmm. reshift in the middle of this sex scene. He sits up against the headboard, and she she leans back on him, and then he starts giving mm-hmm. her this massage that's really out of mm-hmm. nowhere. And mm-hmm. everything is really like slow and uh, methodical. Yeah. She's his and, Easter uh, bunny egg, and uh-huh. like she at some point. Well, also he's like, "Are you gonna like freak out about this? Like, are you gonna be cool? Or are you gonna freak out?" And she's like, "I'm gonna freak out." Like, <laughs> like yeah, I think clear. she says, um, "Yeah, she's like." She's like, um, I'm going to die tonight. Take off your pants. And he goes, I want yeah. that embroidered on a pillow. 
And she um, she wants him to lie on top of her, like, put all his weight on top of her because that was her, like, sexy dream. And he's uh-huh. like, um, I'm really heavy and you're really small. Like, I'm probably going to flatten you like a pancake. And she's like, I've had a good life. That's <laughs> right. Let's just do this. Um, um, and then he gets up to, like, finish disrobing because he's gotten her completely naked and he still has his pants on. And so she's like, Josh, this is unfair. You've got to take your pants off. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of bed, takes off his pants. And she's like, oh, my God. And then he takes off his boxer briefs. And she's like, oh, my God. And then he takes <laughs> off the light. <laughs> she's like, no. no this is unfair. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. <laughs> and then after they have sex, he's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how was it? Was it good? And she's like, I'm a ghost. I've died. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know I was lethal. Um, yeah. Oh, and then my other favorite, he goes to take care of the condom and it's it's portrayed as her inner monologue in like italics. It says, um, it says, best sex of my life, best backside I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. he goes, really now? And she goes, fuck, I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then he's like, okay, we need a, we need a strategy so that you don't freak out in the morning. And she's like, you know what? We're going to politely say good morning and then we're going to do it again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So good. Um, and then they basically do. She goes and, um, takes a shower. She looks like Alice Cooper again because of her mascara. Mm -hmm. And he just comes into the shower casual, like, like they do it every day. Mm -hmm. And, then it's like manual stimulation, right? Yeah, it's some, I some think standing so. up manual stimulation. It's good shit. Yeah. They like come whatever looking into it each was, other's it eyes. was good. Yeah. They play yeah. the staring game. Uh-huh. While they come. It's good I mean, stuff. I'm into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And while they were having sex the night before, he turned on the um he turned on the light like right before he penetrated her. And mm-hmm. she was like, We've never played the staring game with you inside me. <laughs> Like this is this is the best version of that game. Um, okay, so then it is time for family breakfast. She was um, she was invited the night before by her mom by his mom, and they check out of the hotel. There's this clerk who's really taking her time so that she can get as much eye candy as she can out of Josh. And Lucy's like, it's like I'm invisible. <laughs> um, yeah. Although, and then um, I really think this, this, uh, I really think Sally Thorne nailed a universal, a universal truth in this scene. Because, yeah, yeah, universal truth. Are you ready? What is it? Yeah, I'm ready. While they're standing at the counter, she's like, I can't really blame this clerk because when you're faced with all of this, like, raw masculinity being so completely soft and gentle and sweet because he's like holding her and he's kissing Uh her on the temple and he's like looking at her with love in his eyes she's like you can't help but just fall in love with Mm -hmm. that that dichotomy (laughs) and it's so true it's one of the reasons that like dads are hot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah dudes who nurture i'm into it so then Dad and brother are assholes to Josh at breakfast. I don't really remember what is said. Yeah. Lucy gets up and then when she comes back, his dad is like, like, we don't know how it starts because when she gets back, they're in the middle of the fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the dad is like, why did you give up medicine? Why did you do all this shit? And she 
it just goes into him. She's like, hey, and immediately starts defending him. Mm -hmm. She's like, he's the only reason this publishing company is staying afloat. And he knifed 30% of the workforce so that, you know, 70% could cheap their jobs. And he does stuff better than anybody and better than me. And like, just like, like lays it all out there. Like, you should be proud of him. And you're the worst dad ever. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very reminiscent. It's a really good takedown. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany Rice's uh her naughty holiday. Yes. Right? Yeah, very reminiscent. And I yeah. I love I love That's a good the Thanksgiving uh, one, right? Her verbal thrashing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I love a good yes, verbal very thrashing. reminiscent of that. <laughs> it delivers. And so then by the end of it, she's like, you know what? I don't like you, but if you want to come visit us, we'll go to lunch and a movie. But I think, you know, there's going to be no more razzing of Josh except by me because he loves it. <laughs> and like they <laughs> bounce. So then they drive the three hours back to his house. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get there, she's fully freaking out because she realizes she is in she fact loves him she is fully madly deeply in love with joshua templeman truly madly deeply yep. and she has this thought where she's like oh here it is she's thinking to herself and she's thinking you love him you love him you always have more than you've ever hated him every day staring at this man knowing every color and every expression and nuance every game you've ever played has been to engage with him talk to him feel his eyes on you to try to make him notice you like oh oh it's so good so yeah so they get back to his apartment and she's being super weird. And yeah, and he's like, okay, go sit down. He starts wrapping her in blankets like a shock victim. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, tell me what's going on. What's inside your brain? He feeds her and he's like trying to get it out of her. It's not working. So um, they end up back in his room and she starts crying. And he's like, oh, now we're getting somewhere. And she says, oh, because earlier he had said that he couldn't smile at her when they met because mm-hmm. he knew that if he smiled at her, he would immediately just like fall in love with her and that would be the end. Mm-hmm. And so he's in in the room with her and he's like, Lucy, you've you've borne more than any person possibly could. Like I've been so misguided in the way that I've treated you and I'm so sorry. And I wish that I had just smiled at you that first mm-hmm. day. And she goes, I wish you had smiled at me too. And like, she's like, his really smart brain is going to figure out in like two seconds that I wish he (laughs) smiled at me because I want him to be in love with me. And he's like, Lucy, it didn't matter. I've Mm -hmm. been in love with you since I saw you at the first anyway. And she's like, you love me? She's like, you love what? You love what? (laughs) He's like, you. She's like, me? And he's like, will you get some ID just to just so I can confirm? But yeah, yeah, guys, he she didn't realize he painted his walls the color of her eyes. The color her eyes are Tiffany eyes. blue. I can't mm. even. So they have this whole breakdown talk. It's amazing. And in my brain. Oh, and then he says that. It doesn't matter about the interviews because he quit. Yeah, he quit on Friday. That's what the big fight was about. And he told Helene that he had the weekend to make her fall in love with him. And that's why Helene was smirking as he grabbed her and pulled her into the elevator. Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
<laughs> oh, swoon. And then she's like, but wait, now you're going to think that like you could have beaten me any time. And he's like, yeah. no, I am a evil mastermind. Yeah. I have created a situation that will also feed our competitiveness. I've taken a position as like the chief finance officer at the rival publishing house. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but I had to tell him that I was going to be in love with the chief operating officer of our biggest rival. And he like he had to sign forms about it. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So anyway, Everything is fabulous. They're the best. I imagine that since she never decorated her apartment, she's just going to move her Smurfs into his apartment. Like her within a week and Smurfs. a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll match. <sighs> it's going to be the best. I saw on Flamethrowers that there are a lot of people who didn't like this ending. And I don't know what. I don't know what they wanted. Yeah. I, I think they, they wanted, wanted like an epilogue that would be like. Look at Lucy and Josh at Sky Diamond Strawberry Farms. Like, I want the scene where he meets his dad and he grovels. <laughs> like, I wouldn't hate that. Hey, Sally, if you ever want to write a short story, you know, let a bitch know. I mean, know. I wouldn't hate it, but I also didn't need it. I mean. I didn't need it either. Yeah. No. I loved the ending. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I love this book so much. I read it five times. I don't like it when there's just things added onto the books to be like, they had kids. Like, I don't like extra stuff with no, when there's like no stakes and no controversy. Like, it doesn't, it's like, Mm. you know, whatever. I just want it to end when it ends. Anyway, okay. You have a lady love? (gasps) I do. I do. Here's my lady love. Invest in your body somehow (laughs) in the next, like, few days. Um, I don't know what that means for you, whether it's like going to a yoga class or making that dentist appointment you've been putting off or (laughs) go to the dentist no i mean like you only have one body and you know whether it's whether it's deciding to commit to an anti-inflammatory diet or to commit (laughs) to eating all of the cupcakes like Uh do uh something for your body um because Mm -hmm. the mind the body the emotions they're all connected and uh, you gotta love your body just as much as you love yourself yeah, mm-hmm. that's my lady love. <laughs> also, I have to call the dentist because I haven't been in six years. <laughs> six years, Melody. I know it's going to be really bad. If it's I don't go really to the bad. dentist on on the regular, I think it's twice a year. They don't let me take my vacation days. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. The army is a blessed thing in a lot of ways. Kind of. It's just that I'm taking trying to take a couple days of leave next month, and until I go get a hearing check, they're not letting me take it. But I'm out of town so much, I'm never in town when the hearing check is, oh. you know. Yeah. Anyway, you got to listen to these beeps, and there's, if anyone out there is in the Army, it's like the beeps are not there, but they're there, and you don't know if they're in their, your head or not, and you're just clicking <laughs> the thing, hoping that the beeps are happening so that you can pass the hearing <laughs> test. It's very stressful. Anyway, there's a lot of memes about this. They're out there. I need to have a word about Pink, the singer Pink. Remember when we had oh, a word about I Kesha? I love Pink. Yeah, right? I love is Pink. Is it okay I love to love Pink? Like, is she, is it a cool thing to still like Are, Pink? I or have ever fully, liked Pink? Yes, I fully complete, complete. Um, I was at a party a couple of months ago and a Pink song came on and then another Pink song came on. And my friend was like, Melody, you've known every single word to both of these songs. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm a big flaming Pink fan. No one's ever out there like, oh, we're big fans of Pink. But I think I'm a big fan of Pink. And so I had this conversation with my friend, Tiffany, where we were just like talking about how great Pink is for the whole like two She's hour drive back from somewhere. She does circus acts. Yeah. 
And I was like, have you seen that Grammys performance where they dunked her in water? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I have. So she did this whole, like, you know, silk thing, you know, when you do the silks. And they dunked her in water. She sang Glitter in the Air. This has been, like, five, seven, eight years ago. yeah. And they dunked her in water, and then she spun real fast, and she sprayed the whole Grammys audience with, like, Mm. water. And then she did another one, I think it was at the AMAs, where she did, like, a full-on contemporary dance with, like, a guy while singing. It's crazy. If you have not watched those two videos, go watch those two videos. It will make you feel great. You will be ready to take on the day. She is, A, so talented, B, so, I don't know. She's just, like, honest. Yes. Self-possessed. And talk about somebody who invests in her body. Like, she does. On the regular. Right. Yeah, she's amazing. Pink. P, yep. exclamation point, N-K. Google it. Get into <laughs> like, it. As if you've not heard of Pink. Get into okay. it. <laughs> um, yeah, is that it? Are we done now? I think so. So, guys, you should follow us on our social medias. We have on Instagram, it's at Heaving Bosoms. On Facebook, it's at Heaving Bosoms Podcast. We also have a really fucking fun group. It's called the Heaving Bosoms Podcast Geriatric Friendship Cult. And like shit's going down there. It's really, really fun. Book recommendations, how you got into romance novels, a bunch of shit. Um, And then we have Twitter at Heaving underscore Bosoms. And you can email us anytime at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. And we might get yeah. back to you. We also might not. We don't have a secretary. It's hard, guys. You know what? We will get back to you, but it might take a minute in some cases. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, follow us. I actually think that we're doing a pretty good job we're, on social we're, media. We're at like, a, like 70% Aaron. response rate on, on email. We're doing no, okay. It's more than that. I think really? <laughs> yeah. okay I gotta go through it again I'll, all right I'll go through it again just to be sure because I thought I responded to everybody maybe not okay so Aaron yes. keep being a badass Ooh. and love yourself as much as you love less aggressive furniture <laughs> <laughs> set it on fire <laughs> all right um, I love you go I catch your too. flight Alright, bye. bye. Hey you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>